Hey guys, how's it going? Good to good to get chatting again. It's been a it's been actually quite a nice week. It's always um, a bit nerve wracking sometimes weeks before marathons or just races in general that you've really targeted as maybe like a key a key race for you on your schedule. I've like I actually said the other day this is the first time in I think pretty much since Portland 10k last June it's the first race that I've gone into without fingers crossed any any problems um basically I carried a groin injury all summer um I was supposed to do European cross but I was sick um there's just been always get into races there's been i mean let's say but before morton games i fly in from st moritz i had to do a session on the tuesday two days before that was set up that it was kind of like a pass feel situation if i could do it and my groin was okay i would race if i couldn't i wouldn't and you shouldn't be doing any session to like two days before a race pretty hard but I needed to know before I got on a plane to Ireland that like my groin wasn't gonna like go halfway through the race or else the travel would have been a waste of time. So it's just been a it's been an interesting period. It was it was tough going into European champs. I was really, really excited about racing in the Berlin Stadium. That was something that when it came down to deciding um like the marathon or the ten K I I looked at the next lot of championships and realized that I might not be able to compete in a track or a stadium ever again essentially um I think by the next European Championships there I'll be doing the half marathon I think the European Championships after that will be my opportunity to run the marathon and try to be really competitive so I don't think I think it's very tough to make world champs in the 10k. I think it's very tough to make the Olympics in the 10k. And and so I was super 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 excited about racing in the Berlin Stadium, but because of the groin injury that was really bad, I ended up not really being able to enjoy the build up, not really being able to enjoy that week before and really just let the body almost just calm down and just think the little bit of excitement that builds just thinking oh my god I can't wait this is going to be absolutely amazing and and kind of that's where I'm at with Houston like I've I've done 16 weeks I think of preparation for this race it's been a it's been my longest ever build up it's been my best ever build up and here I am healthy with three days to go and um, I don't want to jinx that but I think I take care of my body a lot better now and I think I, I don't train too fast or too much and and so I don't think it's luck that has got me to this position I think it's been hard work I think it's been very smart decisions in the process and it's got me here just really able to um, almost just savor the fact that in three days time I get an opportunity to like hopefully run a PB or hopefully have a really great day Um I think I quoted the other day that I don't even need a great day. I just need a solid day and I'm that well trained and that well prepared. That should be a pretty good day. Um, so yeah, let's just wait and see how that pans out. But it's very rare that you go through an entire build up 
and come out of it without any sort of concerns or worries. Um, my biggest concerns during this build-up was actually sinus infections. I kept picking up little little infections, little sinus problems, was never sure what to do, do a train, do a not train, do I completely rest and maybe get healthy and this time round I just trained through them. Um, I think if it ever got to the point that I was so sick I didn't feel like running then I wouldn't have but even if I thought at 8am hey I'm not going to run today I feel pretty groggy and I'm coughing up green mucus and all the rest of it pretty much by like 10 30 the green mucus was gone and i probably went out and did a little easy run or whatever um so no this is a really cool really cool spot there was a a bit of a hiccup at the start of the week i mean the it, it wasn't so much the weather forecast it was more what the weather reports were saying and they were throwing out freezes like arctic freeze and um windy freezing conditions and i mean it's never exciting to be thinking about that as a prospect marathon when i checked the weather tuesday it had got a bit worse um but it looks like wednesday thursday it's really took a bit of a turn and it's really coming round that i could arguably say it's going to be really nice um and so that's exciting but i would have been i promise you i would have been in the same mood today even if it wasn't coming round because i made the decision tuesday i think it was that like I'm, I was just committing to it no matter what weather it threw at me I was just going to go there and and do everything I could to have as good a race as I could and that involved a lot of planning um, having a look at what it's like racing in the cold any tips I could get from people about racing in the cold I got in touch with Under Armour and asked those guys could they send out a few things like um, anything lightweight that they had that would be warmer and so I have a box of kit that I can go through and I'll, I'll bring that with me I'll travel with it and I'll be able to just basically pick a race uniform that is going to keep me as warm as possible but also be as comfortable and part of racing is feeling like it's a race day and so I dabbled with the idea of wearing long tights but I just don't think I'd feel like I was racing if I wore long tights so I'm just going to stick with split shorts and maybe I'll people have said about baby oil or Vaseline on the legs and and maybe that can block some of the wind chill or whatever but I think it's important to realize that this time last year it was also around about not degrees or one degree celsius and I ran 63.16 for a half marathon I think it was six mile per hour winds that day so like maybe not maybe this is going to be a little bit windier but I coped with it fine that way that day so maybe my body isn't too bad in the not necessarily cold colder we could call it um so yeah so that's where the week's at um not not really a lot has been done this week I told you guys I really switch off when it comes to 10 days ago to, to go I think a lot of that is because I'm pretty paranoid and worried about injuring myself or I don't try to I think you should be your fittest with like 10 days to go and then do your best to maintain that fitness over the next 10 days but actually prioritize health you should always be prioritizing health because I just don't I just think no matter how fit you are on race day if you're not healthy that might be the thing that holds you back is your sore knee or your sore hip or your sore quad or your sore calf doesn't matter how fit you are if your calf hurts you won't be able to finish or you won't be able to run as fast as you could have so I'm I'm a big fan of shutting it down. I 
did a really easy run Sunday, 15 miles. That's my shortest long run in 16 weeks. Um, I coasted one run on Monday. I did very light gym work at the weekend, I think Saturday. I did a little podcast during that. Um, the next few days now is about getting mentally ready. So whatever you need to do to separate training from racing. For me, that's like maybe I clean shave my face. Um, actually, I didn't before London, but that was that was like a phase. And then I grew the beard right through Berlin. But um, I got to tell you, in this instance, I won't be clean shaven because of the cold. But look, the idea behind this is it's a, it's a little tip. If you if you don't do anything different from race day to training, and that includes dressing differently, different shoes, different warm up shoes, different race outfit. Maybe go get your hair cut. I know women go paint their nails, and a lot of the pros go and get their country colors on their nails and things like this. And I just think it's got absolutely fuck all to do with how your hair looks. Maybe it does what color your nails are I think it's more a mental separation between okay you're getting your brain and your body ready to know that race day is different from training because it's not training it's going to hurt more it's going to be harder work you're going to push longer and further than you have in a while and that can be quite daunting but there's a lot of things mentally you can do to kind of get yourself ready for that and like I said for me it's usually things like shave, um, get my hair cut. I always, always buy myself a new pair of socks before every marathon. It's got nothing to do with blisters or I just like having a nice new pair of socks, specifically stance socks. For a while, I went, I was wearing the Star Wars stance socks, whereas now Under Armour brought out some stance socks. So I think I'm wearing some The Rock Dwayne Johnson stance socks on Sunday, which would be pretty cool. And it's anything that can just take a little bit of the sting off racing, but also get your mind in the right mind frame for what's about to happen. And um, I got a lot of messages from you guys recently, and I'm really thankful. And it's been things like, you know, I hope the hard work pays off. And, and I really want to be clear that this isn't hard work to me. Like, this is what I would do anyway. This is what I love doing. When I go run my 22 miles on a Sunday or whatever I do, you know, I'm sure you guys have seen some of the stuff I've done on Strava. I love it. I love every minute of it. And it doesn't feel like hard work to me. Um, Aisha talked yesterday about love the process. And I've heard entrepreneurs speak in that way. I've heard business people speak in that way. I've heard really successful billion dollar company leaders say if you're focused on the end goal and that's all you care about you'll not survive and running's a bit like that you have to enjoy the process and you have to enjoy put it this way all all Sunday is if we if we break it down into simple terms I've went through a preparation I've been an athlete for 15-20 years but more recently I've done a 16 week block of training that I expect will put me in a good position to have a successful marathon on Sunday. To have a successful marathon on Sunday, it relies on a few things. Being healthy, it relies on good training for the previous 16 weeks. It relies on the body being fresh enough to race well. It relies on a good execution on race day. And I'm going to cover that topic on probably on Saturday when I see the weather and I finally decide 
um, how I'm going to execute that race. Let me tell you, I'm, I'm going a bit off topic here and I promise you I'll come back. I did Dublin 10 mile in September and it was the, what, the first race I had done when I was working with my new sports psychologist. And he told me before every race that I needed to put down a plan for the race and why was that the plan? And so for Dublin 10 mile, the plan for the race was to win. That was it. It wasn't to run fast. It wasn't, to, it was to win. Why was it to win? Because I needed the prize money. It was, it was fact. It was no, we, we decided that I would do a 10 mile tempo that week anyway. So the Dublin 10 mile race wouldn't have been too different from a 10 mile tempo, but I could gain a little bit of money, which in return, if I asked myself the question, will this race help Tokyo 2020? Well, yeah, because we all need money. That money could buy things. It could buy good food. It could buy, I don't need to go on about that. So race execution, my plan that day was to sit on the person that was leading until one mile to go. Do you know how hard that was for me? That sounds like a really easy task. I'm so used to letting my emotions dictate what I do I think at mile three, I could sense that, I think um, Josh Griffiths is who I was racing. At mile three, I could sense he was getting tired. At mile three, I could sense that he had maybe worked a bit too hard in the first three miles. And all of a sudden, we were outside five minute miling. When we went through 10k and we were pretty close to what this guy can run for 10k, I knew he was hurting. But the plan was to sit into nine miles. My brain was going, drop him, run away from him now. Like he, he ran a really good pace for the first four or five miles. If you finish it off from here, you can run 48 minutes. And, but it was time to teach myself to execute the plan. And so I sat in for nine miles. At mile nine, I ran the last mile in 432. And that was probably a bit stupid, but at least I stuck in till nine miles and that was the plan. Um, so look, that, that was point number four. Have a good 16-week buildup. Be healthy on race day. Execute your plan on race day. And fuel, fueling. Look, there's, there's reasons behind a marathon. But what I'm going to tell you is if, if I go to Houston on Sunday and I execute the plan that I think is the smartest plan to put in place... And I, I come out and it doesn't go the way I want it to. I've told you this already, guys. It's not, it's not going to change my mission. It's not going to change what I'm doing. It's, it's, I'll learn something from it. I'll, I'll allow a couple of days to go past. I'll analyze the situation. I'll look back at what could have been done better. I'll have a look at the weather. I'll have a look at my tactics on race day. I'll, probably have a think how did you feel on race day things like this and and then you move on racing is really simple you're testing all the hard work you've done and then you're testing your ability to show that hard work on race day and and different people excel at different things some people excel in the build-up some people excel on race day and can outperform their build-up it's about finding a balance between the both so that's, that's, that's it in simple terms. I'm going to, we travel to Houston tomorrow, then we'll probably start to get a better idea of pacing groups, um, where the wind is on the course, maybe the wind will die down completely, we'll get an idea of race temperature, everything's going to start to become more and more clear. And, and at that point, I can start to finalize, I have a rough idea in my head that I have no business 
running inside 214 pace until mile 18 or 19 and at that point it's kind of every man for himself it's a case of get home as quick as you can as strong as you can um i'd be i can tell you guys right now i'd be delighted with 21330 i i honestly believe i can run faster i think i'm in shape to run between 212 and 213 but i've never done that so that's just my projection. That's just if I, I'm thinking to myself, if I can run five hundred five to five ten per mile at altitude, and it, sometimes at three and a half thousand feet, sometimes at seven thousand feet, I should be able to handle five to five hundred five on race day. But it's twenty six miles. Um, but I'm telling you now, if I ran just under two fourteen, I'd be delighted. If I run between two fourteen and two fifteen, I'll be satisfied and i'll feel like okay it's a it's a step forward um i might be a little bit disappointed if it's between 21430 and 215 if i'm being brutally honest i i think my progress over the last year i think london was already worth 21430 i think if the athlete that i am now raced the athlete that i was at london the athlete that i am now would tear that athlete apart so that's that's where we're at i i i have a good feeling about this i have a good feeling that with six miles to go I might be able to start knocking a few faster splits down and maybe crank that time down to 213 low or we'll we'll see um I've had thoughts like this before and it hasn't worked out the way I thought but this time feels different I have what feels like the half marathon type stuff going well but I also feel like I have the marathon longer stuff like the the 22 to 24 mile runs at like 520 to 530 pace at 7,000 feet or at three and a half thousand feet, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I've ticked a lot of boxes in this buildup and I've made smarter decisions than I've ever made before. It's the first buildup ever where I've done gym work consistently. So really excited to see what that brings to the table um, in terms of strength over the last few miles. But look, guys, it's been an incredible journey. I can't believe... Um, how well these podcasts have gone down. I apologize that the last couple have been all about me and less about advice. And um, I, I hope you, you gain something out of what I'm saying over the last few days. I would, I kind of want to be like, hey, learn from me. And I got really worked up Monday and Tuesday. And then all of a sudden now I'm really calm. And it turns out the weather is nowhere near as bad as it was once threatened. But it's absolutely fucking fine to have a few emotions. No problem. Do you think I trained poorly on Tuesday because I had an emotional 24 hours? No, absolutely not. It's, it's, it's fine to vent emotions, but the sooner you can nip it in the bud, the better and, and get rid of it and move on. And that's what I did. Tuesday morning, I woke up, I'd moved on. I, I had done my emotional day. I had had all that nonsense out of me. I had texts. I don't know how many people called. I don't know how many people to talk about the weather and seek advice. And when I woke up Tuesday, I decided it was fine. I was just going to work with it. And I realized that the race meant far too much to me to even consider dropping out. And I was just going to deal with whatever it threw at me. I actually thought if you're in 211 shape and the weather slows you down by three or four minutes, you'll still run pretty fucking fast. If I'm being truthful. I don't know that I am. I'm just I'm, I'm just telling you that's what my brain told me. Um, so, yeah, look, that's where we're at. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm starting to pack today. Um, oh, big one. I have to start carbo-loading. Um, I don't deplete, but I was told carbo-loading is you can store 
between, I think, between four to 600 calories more, roughly, per day. Take into account that you're tapering. And usually I run 13, 14 miles a day. All of a sudden I'm doing between three on Saturday and maximum of eight today. So my version of carbo loading is very simple. I'll I'll probably have two smoothies today. Usually I would only have one. And I might have an extra bowl of oats at night just to tick a box. Just like, okay, bowl of porridge ticks a box. And I'll do similar tomorrow. And then on Saturday, my only version of carbo loading is normal breakfast, coffee, little bit of toast, whatever. Go for an easy 20 minute run. Come back for lunch. I would have what I would usually have for dinner. So lunchtime, I'm going to have a big dinner. At dinner time, I'm going to have a normal dinner. If you expect your body at six or seven o'clock at night to digest three bowls of pasta before 6am the next morning, good luck with that. My advice, snack, hydrate from two to three days out. Very important. Start sipping on um, electrolyte drinks. Not not necessarily full concentration. For three days before, you can do one quarter Powerade or Lucozade and the rest water. Just electrolytes, a little bit of sugar. You're doing that all day. Just sipping all day. Um, I did that before London. I think it really helped in the heat. Just because it's cold doesn't mean that you don't sweat. I will certainly sweat on Sunday. So I'll be doing the same over the next three days. Hydration. I relax in training. I stop prodding my body. I leave it alone. I'll do some strides on Saturday because I'll have traveled Friday. So Saturday we'll do a few strides just to not get the body ready like I normally would before a 10k or half marathon, but certainly wake it up a little bit. Then food wise, I sort of touched on that a little bit. I think an extra bowl of cereal a day is fine. Thursday and Friday. I think Saturday, a little bit more, but nothing crazy. I don't I don't, I don't think, I think your body can only store an extra three to 400 calories, sorry, four to 600 calories, I was told. Um, but I was also told that you're tapering. So your calorie, your daily calorie expenditure has dropped significantly. And you're probably lying about more, you're probably resting more, sitting in a hotel room, whatever you're doing the day before a marathon. So just always bear that in mind. Any extra fuel, better to have slightly too much than slightly too less, for sure. Three bowls of pasta for dinner the night before. Absolutely fucking not. Um, and that's it. I wake up on Sunday morning and the race is at 7 o'clock. I'll be up at 4.30 probably, maybe like 4.15. I'll have uh, probably a cup of tea and I'll have some plain toast with butter. And that might be it. I might have half a banana. And when it gets a bit closer to race time, about one hour before, I'll have an espresso shot of coffee. And, and that's it. The rest, I, I'm a big believer in just training. I'm a big believer in being fit. I'm a big believer in being ready. I'm a big believer in conquering the things that you're afraid on race day. Will I make the distance? Will I have enough speed to run a marathon pace? I've fucking conquered every single one of them and I know I'm ready. So it's a really great position to be in. But thanks for listening, guys. I hope you take something out of today. Maybe not as much as, as always, but I think for three days we can make it all about me. (laughs) All right, guys, have a good day.